Life, Life according, according to, to Nona. Let's vibe. <laughs> Hi, this is Nono. Thank you for choosing the According to Nono podcast. It's a pleasure and an honor to keep you entertained. Please leave a comment, feedback, or a review for every episode you've listened to. We would like to know exactly the type of content and conversations that keep your lights on. Now, please follow us on social media as well at According to Nono Pod, both on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you. Hi guys, welcome to yet another episode and season of the According to Nono podcast. I am your gracious host, Noti Dengambule, but you can call me Nono. And I've got a guest today. She's coming back, but we're talking about something a little different today. (laughs) So before I introduce my guest, guys, I just want to let you know what we're talking about today. So today we're discussing um, young people, entrepreneurship, and the state of African and local business. How young people can thrive in the business sector with the current climate and the current hoops that they have to go over to be successful. So my guest is very appropriate because she runs multiple multiple businesses, hello, Mm -hmm. and she has started some in the country, some have been long running, so she has like a a more holistic view and understanding of running business in the country. So ladies, gentlemen, and everybody in between, help me welcome Miss Thierry Kondo. (laughs) Sorry, I don't have a vuvuzela for you. Please don't. (laughs) So welcome, Thierry. Uh, to anybody who may not be familiar with you for whatever reason, but we do have people from outside the country. So who is Tiwi um, and what businesses does Tiwi run? Okay, Tiwi is a 30-something-year-old. No, I am not going to tell you my age. <laughs> who is passionate about African development from a creative point of view. Um, I would say that I have maybe three businesses, if mm-hmm. I would collate them. So... Uh, I have a vintage brand okay. called Mavericks. Um, I've been doing that for six years, six to ten years, depending on how that's you look at it. a long time. Yes. Yeah. And then I have a new business that's actually six months on the room called Gala Spaces, okay. which is a concept store, Malandela's complex. Then I'm also a consultant, so that's why I say business. So yeah. my consultancy involves styling, managing creative businesses, mm-hmm. and just anything else that I do as a freelancer, like mm-hmm. maybe my blogging, my yeah. writing, speaking engagements. So I would say creative consulting. Yeah. And what is your drive? Because this business all have something in common. Um, is it for your love of fashion? Or is it a love of business? Funnily enough, it's my love of development in Africa. I have a degree in human geography. Yes, education. Yes. (laughs) So um, I was really passionate about getting into development. And my initial plan was to be a UN Secretary General. Okay. But then through my course, I kind of got a bit discouraged. When you really learn about how globalization works. Works, yeah. And economics. You can get a little discouraged. Yeah, yeah. but then I was like, I want to find a solution. Now, the fashion I was already doing, I 
loved fashion i was blogging so i was like i didn't want to get rid of my fashion yeah or choose between the two so i have decided to sort of lead my own path which are creative yeah. so using creativity as a development tool yeah yeah okay that's actually a good thing to be able to do something that you love but also be inspired by change um the status quo of our beautiful but yet still very outdated content yeah. so what would you say your experience has been running a business in Eswatini? it's been interesting and the reason I say interesting is because I didn't start Mavericks. And so Mavericks has been my primary business. I didn't yeah. start it as a business. It was a hobby. Okay. I liked being a stylist. And yeah. at the time, I was trying to figure out what my life's calling was. Yeah. So it wasn't necessary. It was great that people liked the stuff I was buying and styling. But my number one aim really was to develop myself as a stylist. Yeah. And then um, when I, I started actually looking at Mavericks as a business in 2017, but yeah. seriously in 2019, like really looking at viability yeah. and things. So it's been great. It's been a learning curve. I've learned so many skills, mm. but at the same time, it's also been very frustrating, very frustrating. Yeah. But the thing is, when you love what you do, you find a way to make it work. Regardless of Regardless. But at the yeah. same time, now I'm learning. Yeah. It has to be sustainable. Like, yeah. what type of life do you want? And does what you're putting ma- majority of your time into, does it feed into the life you want to create? Giving you the life that you want. Um, I think for me, I, I truly agree in terms of you will never run out of reasons not to do something. And um, a beautiful continent, a beautiful kingdom will always have red tape and the challenges to getting something done. And I think that's what I've been saying in a lot of the interviews that I've had to do for my books is that um, the idea of setting yourself free from expecting um, governmental institutions, national entities to um, kind of inject the kind of support that they're always talking about mm-hmm. in terms of young people and figuring out a way to do something on your own. It's, you, if yeah. you're going to do a business as a young person, I would say that what I've noticed, because I've been to many conferences, yeah. many things where there are young people who want to start businesses, people do things because they think they'll make money yeah. out of them. I'm here is, that to a tell ba- you, is that a bad thing though? Because it I don't is a want bad thing. You're driving yeah. your driving force if it's money when yeah. it's not making money and a lot of the time it does True. you will give up. You won't you will move from thing to thing. You won't have any balance. Yes, money is important. Yeah. But yeah. your why is more, is, important. is more important. Because that's what will keep you going yeah. when and your um, money is just the result, yeah. the happiness of your why. Exactly. Yeah. I think for me, it's maybe we we underestimate how literal people take that money. When you say like money is like not important or like money shouldn't be the driver, I think people read that as you saying um, money has no factor whatsoever. It does. It does. I mean, it's a it's a business. I can <sighs> tell you now that my business has probably swallowed up more than two hundred thousand in Malangani, yeah. and I've made that, but. I don't have that saved because yes. it goes as fast as it comes in mm-hmm. but it swallows money a business yeah. is a black hole yeah. it will suck you dry you will live on a shoestring budget yeah for for longer than you may think mm-hmm. possible but yeah. it will open doors for you if you are willing and it will teach you things and it will it will expose you to people that could take you you and your business to another level yeah yeah okay so i'm gonna throw a couple of phrases to you and mm-hmm. you're gonna tell me how you feel about it as a young businesswoman. first one is 
everyone should have a side hustle. No, some people just don't know how to business. Business is about the customer. Mm -hmm. For me, that's what I believe. It's an experience. People are experiencing your product. That is the first thing. They are the the customer are the people that make your business a business. Yeah. And some people just don't have that. And it's not by force. Like some people have a side hustle to bolster their income. And it's great if that's you, but it should be something you want to do. It's not really... Something that you feel like it shouldn't be prescribed that everybody no. should have one. No, it should be according, each person according to yeah. themselves and what they can do. Because a job is full-time, a side hustle is also time. Yeah. Can you manage 24 hours instead of 12 hours at work and then a side hustle does require work for it? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. just, it's not like a, a, a hobby thing that you can just no. pick up the knitting kit and put it down no, again. No, it just does not. Yeah. If you want it to grow and you want it to make yeah. you money, you have to invest your time in it. Yeah. yeah, I think for me personally, it's it's hustle culture, if I may call it. It's like a double-edged sword. I am in love with encouraging, especially young Swazi people, young African, young black people, young people of all races to have determination to learn how building something from scratch um, is and what that entails because I feel like if you haven't built anything of your own you will really never understand what criticism from someone who has something and have built something is different from someone who's just observing you and has never built anything and they're like why don't you do that why don't you do that not really taking into account that things need money and work and and so I'm in love with the culture of drilling in responsibility but i do think that when it comes to now saying that people who have no skills and no love for business should just get a business because we all just gotta be up at three team well, hashtag team no sleep well we can't all have business yeah i mean it's just the reality yeah some people are content it's whatever makes you happy because business my friend is not easy or yeah like it is not easy because yeah. you work 24 7 i'm working right now in my head yeah we're here constantly talking, calculating constantly calculating yeah. constantly changing things testing things and i i want to comment on something you said earlier mm. on our outdated con our, our, our continent is not outdated it's still in its infancy of this that's what i would say mm. we are still finding ways to open markets and that's going to take some time for me if i feel like the fact that it's going to take some time mm -hmm. when i personally feel like we have everything we need to be running already i mean the, the continent has never been this never has been this educated so what is the problem globalization you should remember okay i'm a <laughs> i'm a social yeah. scientist yeah so i'm going to bring that in we need a periphery for the majority to survive they need a place where they get their raw materials yeah there are all these things that our governments and our people in leadership have signed so that they can survive yeah a system of aid i personally don't believe that aid works i'm one of those people okay no you, country, so you anti i'm not anti-aid no country ever got rich from just free money being pumped in yeah and there's nothing such as free money no it's not free there are all these things that are outside of of us that haven't been signed for instance i'll give an example for eswatini eswatini is not on paypal's on paypal's they're not on roster it. oh my goodness because it's not our fault we have a small population and they don't recognize a viable economy yeah I, for me i feel like it is a little bit of us being outdated and especially i'm okay i'm not gonna speak for other african countries maybe they are trying for a shame but i feel like swaziland honestly a lot of the stuff is our doing 
because if something as basic as not being able to email an entire ministry little things of that nature for you to be able to get a license if if, if you have to fork out so much money and going from point a to b that's a delay already and i don't think we need any kind of external intervention to make sure that certain things like that shouldn't be i'll agree some processes that are way seem yeah. outdated but also but, the world sorry but i was also the, the world is not really I think the world just got tired of waiting for Africa at some point. So I'm going to make an example with like, I've got two books on Amazon and the international way of like getting your paid on Amazon, every writer knows, every African writer knows it is a headache. PayPal, we don't have a source and so that's fine. But there's Pioneer and Pioneer in as much as it's honestly the only option you have as a writer, an African writer living in Africa who has books on Amazon. But Pioneer will damn you make you lose your mind trying to get your money. Things such as addresses, like it is impossible for you to live in a village as well and have an address that street or a house number. Even things of that nature, like that's just what's holding up your money, is that you, where you live or where your proof of residence says you live doesn't have a modern way of pinpointing that but this is where I stay. As a social scientist, yes, I keep bringing that up. Don't <laughs> sideways people on the podcast. As a social scientist, yes. different people are different. We cannot apply the same system. Maybe it's a world problem. Not every country is the same. Yeah. Not every group of people is the same. And if you look at cultures and people and how they oh. do things, there has to be a way of that being acceptable. And not everyone is going to be um, that way. And it has to be acceptable and recognized. Yeah. So I look at it like that. Like, in as much as, yes, we have to fit into the globalized world, the globalized world also has to take us with our cultures because they take everyone else with their cultures and the way they do things. You know, I think it's easier for a lot of these uh, superpowers and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'll call them superpowers. They have superpowers. Yeah, that it's easier for them to take certain um, countries and certain groups of people's um, way of doing things because those ways do not inhibit um, or delay or interrupt whatever they need from those people. I think it's a lot harder when your culture or your way of doing things is an interruption and they now have to change how they're doing things. And of course, logic says the superpower decides how mm -hmm. and you just nod and you get to stepping. So I don't know what it is where our leaders um, as African nations, and I'm going to say Africa because I feel like, yeah, yes. I don't know where our leaders can assist us in terms of ensuring that at the very least African people get the chance to play in the international round. In I the think international stadium. For me I'll say that you need to listen to the people doing those businesses. Yeah. Like for instance, we know what we need, yeah. but there should be a way that we can get our message across. Yeah. Like for instance if PayPal can you lobby to PayPal for us yeah. and show that this and that business exists and this is how much revenue can they work with us yeah. and not just say okay we don't know what that is so we'll assume no one else needs it there's yeah. sort of a disconnect yes i feel like there's a huge disconnect yeah. of information knowledge like if you really want to understand your business yeah. in context of a country and a whole continent you have to you will be the one doing all that heavy lifting yeah. so in in addition to you having a business you have to learn about your industry how it works yeah. in your country and sometimes like for me i will say that i felt like in the sustainable sustainable fashion business i had to carve up 
out a lot of things for myself. Yeah. I had to build the road on my own to understanding that business, yeah. that as a business. My thing is, at some point, we've got to be able to say, in as much as I can take the initiative to learn about the industry and learn about my sector of business, but my hands is a ceiling. There's a point where my hands are tied because what PayPal is now going to do is say, we know Mavericks, we'll work with UTWI. What they say is, we know Swaziland, but yeah, we're not working with Swaziland. So regardless of if you are within Swaziland, you've done your work, you have tried your very best to have all the paperwork and everything in place, but if they don't recognize your country, they don't recognize That's true. Okay, second statement that I'm going to throw. I'm going to use an accent for picks me up. Um, your salary is a bribery that they pay you to not follow your dreams as a young person. Who said that? Period poo. <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Mm. I'm sure you've seen that run around a couple of times. Uh, let me tell you, entrepreneurship, if yeah. I said it right, guys, yeah. is hard out here. Yo. Sometimes you it's, get paid nothing. It's harder than you have Sometimes now even, And by the time you get paid, you are just so frustrated. You've got so many problems to solve. So yeah. you need grit and you need a vision of where you see the thing yeah. you're doing going. And you have to be ready to adjust as mm -hmm. well. You're not going to keep doing something that's broken. Yeah. You need a timeline to say, okay, I can do this for two years. Yeah. And then after two years, now nah, I have to see where I can change it or switch mm -hmm. it up. But... Some people have to work, some people have to start businesses. Entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Yeah. It really isn't. It's hard. Yeah. And it's, it's also just a very dumb aspect mm -hmm. because if we all having, so who's supporting who? What's happening? Like it's, it's again, it, begs, it goes back to hustle health. For me, I think the idea that a job cannot be signing um, and it just, it literally makes no sense. No, it doesn't. It literally makes no sense, but I've seen it so many times and motivational speakers used it a lot. So I'm thinking it must have an audience of some. Like I was a teacher at some point yeah. and that was extremely satisfying for me yeah. because I also believe education is very important yeah. and the right kind of education. Education mixed with um, teaching people that look at the things naturally good at yeah. and seeing where they can use that into some livable. Yeah. So that for me, like just that, let's say 18 months of being a teacher, imparting knowledge into young people and seeing them develop and getting something I never got when I was in high school. That was very satisfying. Me. And I ran my business at the same time. Mm. So I've I've had a couple of different jobs. So I've it worked. wasn't yeah. a bribe. It wasn't a bribe. So I really enjoyed it because the yeah. bribe wasn't enough, girl. Like, yeah. <laughs> Are you saying there's a certain amount that you can be like, okay, I'll take that. Yeah, I, I know what I want. Yeah. Like I know the kind of money I want to make, the kind of lifestyle I want for me and my offspring. Yeah. So yeah, like even a... You can't call a salary a bribe. Some people are genuinely satisfied and happy in their yeah. jobs. Now, for those of you who are not, life is too short. Yeah. Yes, and I use this word. Yeah, no. But <laughs> life is too short for that. Find yeah. what you, you want to do, to do because <clears throat> life is too short. Like genuinely, life yeah. is too short for you to do that. You don't. I get that, but I also have the appreciation that sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do. Okay, me, I'm weird. I, I but that's the thing yeah. it's because I have privilege I yes. acknowledge that yeah so for me I'm like I'm aware that not everybody can do not the work that sets privilege. their soul on fire yeah you know some people just gotta do the work that pays I them. recognize that and I will yeah. say like I can yeah. live at home with my parents yeah and they'll be looking at me in my 30s going what you doing you still doing that okay you can live here so that yeah. is privilege yeah. I have that privilege yeah. some people don't and they have to work to survive 
So it is even owning a business and being an entrepreneur is a privilege yeah. because you have somewhere where you can lay your head. You have a safety net. Some people may not have that. Yeah. 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 Which brings me to my question. What would you say is the different a business? Okay, a hustle is about what I can make now or in a number of a certain period of time. Okay. It has a timeline, it will end. It's not something you see growing or developing into something. Yeah. And then a business or has a vision, yeah. a six month, a six month, a one year, a five year, a 10 year. It has yeah. longevity. A hustle more than likely is all about where the money is being made now. Mm-hmm. It's just about that, like what I can make quickly, what I can do now, now, now. But there's no long term vision of I want to develop this into that. It has no growth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I, I would be satisfied with that explanation. I know that we, we really turned um, a hassle into a negative. Like, it's not. Like when we were like, dating a hustler, people would just imagine someone who's like constantly. And I'm going to be honest, there are hustlers who are. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, there are hustlers where you are just like, nothing is ever connecting. Mm-hmm. And it's very chaotic. And I know that for a lot of business people, there is a phase of your life where it's just constant loss, 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 mm-hmm. loss, loss until you There's get to There's nothing wrong with the hustle because for yeah. me, it's like for some people, I believe in if I have an idea, I should try to make it happen. If, and that has the hustler mentality, I, yeah. I would say that. So you're trying to make that happen so that you can see and you learn from that. And for some people, maybe they have hustles all their life, but they thrive off that. Maybe that's their driving force and that's okay. Yeah, constantly trying something yeah. new. Constantly yeah. trying something new. They go for it, they learn, they are satisfied, they tried, it didn't work out, or it worked out. We don't know. What would you say has been the most challenging time of your entrepreneurship? Convincing my family and <laughs> some friends that I'm not crazy. Why would why would they think because you they're like, okay, you have a degree. Okay, I didn't live in Swaziland, I lived in the UK. I chose to move back to Eswatini to mm. pursue this. And for them it was like you could be doing your masters. Like, I know for sure that if I had remained in the UK, I'd probably be a manager somewhere now. Mm-hmm. I'd have a house. I'd be slaying all over the world. Yeah. But I chose to you. go for, like, running Mavericks was not something I thought I would be doing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know my path. Like, I wanted to be sure about what I want before I make any moves. Mm-hmm. And I made, I took that risk and I did that. I sat still for four years until I was like, I'm happy with what I've decided to do. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's, it's the sacrifice. Like it's it's. I hear this all the time. Like being able to go for a dream that everybody else kind of thinks that's unreasonable, and you're like, you know what? It's gonna work for me. Which is why I get why a lot of people just don't want to discuss their moves or ideas. I mean, I'm guilty of that as well. Um, I just popped up with a book online, and I was like, yeah, so there's a book online, <laughs> and everyone's like, why didn't you mention that? And it's just. When I want to do something and I'm passionate about it, I just don't, I need as less noise as let's Just let me, let me get my shit and, and, and put it out and then I'll see. You can comment after the fact, but it's already the business to launch, book is out, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I feel like sometimes when you overly discuss things, it can give you all the reasons nothing. There's no running away from failure. When it depends on you. For me, it's more like if I'm determined to yeah. do something, Lord knows nothing will stop me yeah. from doing that thing, no matter what is happening. Like I'm telling you because I'm boo, I'm in the process I'm, of doing it. I'm not asking for your permission. I'm maybe getting a perspective that yeah. I haven't looked at. Because it's funny, I've talked to different types of people about what 
what my plans are, my long-term plans. And um, I got the best advice from one, a family friend. Yeah. He just said to me that um, your parents and people around you will be negative because they are talking from their own fears. They're not talking from genuine fear for you. It's the fear of failure, fear of you falling on your face. But I'm here to tell you that Fear is really, literally, you know, the cliche things that people say. Yeah. You don't really fail. You kind of just redirect. But at least you tried. I mean, there's no way around fear. No. There's no way around failing. Like, you you have to you do will something. Fail. Like, there's no... And, and the more... Like, just stop fail delaying fast. it. Yeah. Mm. Stop delaying it. Like, you are going to fail. Um, and nobody ever dies failing. No. Like, you... It's actually sometimes a blessing because yeah. they're like, that's like because for me I thought when I finished my my first degree and I say first yeah. degree because I planned to go back to school mm-hmm. um, I wanted to go and study international development I wanted to work for the UN yeah. at the time when I graduated I was um, volunteering for Oxfam and looking at jobs like in Syria and Dubai and places yeah. like that and it, I actually got a job that my mom was like you're not going to die in Syria but then I realized a part of me was not it just didn't feel right. Like, felt like you my gut was just her. like, no, I need to figure out because I had this creative thing I discovered while doing my degree. I had an epiphany okay. and that just wouldn't leave. Like, literally, it's been on me. And it's one of the things that led to Dala yeah. happening and some other things I have in the pipeline at the moment. I think it's, it, it for me, failure is, I'm going to be honest, I'm not taking it lightly when I say that, oh, failure, failure is okay. You're going to fail anyways. Um... I'm a person who's, I'm a Cap, and if you believe in astrology and all those type of things, you know, the Capricorns, we are pragmatic to a And honestly, if I wasn't a Capricorn, I wouldn't believe in like astrology because it really, every description of Capricorns that I've ever seen has been so accurate. Like we are very pragmatic. How it's are we friends? I don't Scorpio. know. <laughs> I don't know. But like, it's like, it's it's black or it's white, you know, like. With, that's why we're friends. Yeah, like gray areas. We don't do very well with gray areas. We're like limbo for what? What is it? And um, and we always work from the worst case scenario backwards to the oh, best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we with the marshmallow stuff, we're like, please, doctor, Tell me, am I going to die or not? And then we can work back to, okay, it's not something fatal. So that's how I normally look at things. So um, failure is definitely one of like my biggest enemies, but I have learned to be comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm realizing that you're not really written anywhere. You never meet someone and all their failures are written on their face. Mm-hmm. And they have to sit there and explain. You will have to go get to fail, even when applying for jobs, when yeah. well, in anything outside of high school high school you see the thing is what i learned about life is for the first 18 years of your life everything is laid out for you yeah then you graduate university like yeah uh, yeah life comes at you very quickly and it doesn't matter if you were top no five with the top five matter. in high school life is like hello life i got some challenge you were number one for I, I remember the one of the most devastating failures that i had mm-hmm. um I think this was after I graduated from varsity and then had that two and a half years of pure hell of unemployment. Mm-hmm. And I've never really considered myself to be a business person or an entrepreneur because I just felt like the tenant of what that is 
isn't normally i don't think i don't think i'm good at like selling somebody something i think i'm the type to say do you want this class and if you say no i'm like okay fuck it keep it pushing i'm keeping the class for myself so i was like okay but i'm gonna try this new thing and they were having this um flea market uh, thing that they have on this um in in i forget the name of the place but it's on your way to spot and okay cool you have to pay a fee bring your things to sell you could sell anything it's right next to the street people are passing by they're gonna buy it. so i was like ah at the very like worst case scenario here is a person makes 200 timalangini and then they get to suss out the market and see what the kind of people like to buy and what they don't like to buy and then you can cater that for the next time when i tell you that i made zero andelas <laughs> zero neither <laughs> nothing because i didn't make anything like clearly i was not selling anything like it cost me so much money to travel there and back and um literally didn't make a single sale and that for me i remember i still remember the feeling going back home because i felt like that was the safest thing setting some shit like on the side of the street <laughs> like that is foolproof no. nobody can fail in that and then i literally I was there all day and I dismally failed at it. And I just remember going back home and thinking, wow. What were you selling? It was like literally clothes and a couple of jackets and things. But it was like literally things that anybody could, like some of those things are like 20 malangani mm -hmm. and not a single thing was sold. Not a single thing. I know. And for me, I felt like that was more of a personal thing for me, mm -hmm. uh, more than anything. It wasn't necessarily the space or the market or the day or the people. It was the universe conversating with me and telling me that one, no matter how simple something feels or sounds mm -hmm. or looks, you can, it's still pretty possible to fail at it. That is true. And we will get to that at some yeah. point. That is, it's, it's, there's nothing that like is, oh, easy, like anybody can no. do it. No matter how simple, no matter how easy something seems, failure is still a possibility. And you've got to be comfortable with failing in a public platform as comfortable as you are failing privately. And you've got to be able to get up the next day and figure out something. Exactly. That's why they say fail, fail fast. Fail fast, get up, don't take it personal. It happens. Like, I'm always trying things. Have you ever heard something that you felt like, ah, this is definitely going to be a winner and then it's a dud? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your face. Give when me I one. started my business, I used to do Which one? Okay. Mavericks. It okay. was called TV's Closet yes. at the time. <laughs> I used to do pop-ups. I was the first one to do pop-ups in yes, Swatini. I remember. No one knew what they were. Yeah. I don't think they did. Yeah. It wasn't a thing here. This humble flex has been brought to you by... <laughs> <laughs> I went and did a pop-up at M's Gwembeni, yes. Gamanzin. Yes. And I made 40 rands. <laughs> I forget. What did you sell? Was it a ring? Earrings. <laughs> ah. I had, and that was back in the day before yeah. I owned a steamer. I used to iron everything by hand. Oh, God. I'd ironed yeah. all these clothes. I was like, yeah, my shit is good. Yes. What, what do you think shoes. happened? Was it no, a wrong location to mm. do a pop-up. Yeah. But I assume, no, people will come. People yeah. come here, they will buy. Yeah. Wrong place. <laughs> Completely wrong. I made 40 bucks. I've done all this work. I and didn't advertise. This shit is discouraging. I didn't advertise. Like I yeah. would I thought that because I used mainly Facebook at the time. I didn't yeah. even use Instagram. So you just you were assuming people would just like pop No, up. like I did all my work, my yeah. what I thought was my due diligence. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that thing is so crushing. Bread. Well, I remember my mom dropping me off <laughs> and picking me up <laughs> and me being like, 
I'll never forget that day. 40 rand. <laughs> For people who like in the UK, that's like two pounds. Yeah. yeah. Two Please pounds. Explain. And how much is it in US dollars? Maybe like three dollars. Three dollars the uh, whole day. That thing is so crushing. It really is so crushing. Okay, so moving on to the next phase of like life as a business person, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, hustler. Let me not forget the hustlers. Do you feel like the stigma when it comes to dating people that are hustlers, business owners, or entrepreneurs is valid? That What's the stigma? The stigma is that there is no rest. Uh, the stigma is that they are always broke. The stigma <laughs> is that they are unpredictable. There's this running joke online now that when you're dating a hustler, you just sleep and then you wake up and they and they wake you up in the middle of the night like they've sold the bed. So you gotta get up. They found a buyer for the bed. No. Like they're always finding a buyer for things, and you feel like every day, every outing you go to is like a network hustler type mentality. It's not that extreme, but I can tell you, for those who think that I'm rolling in money, you are not. I'm not. I'm always <laughs> broke. That is true. So where's the money? Where's the money goes do, back into the business. Where's the pop-ups? Where's the it money? It goes back into the business. It's got things that I'm reinvesting yeah. in. And there's never, like, I don't make enough yeah. to grow my business to what I want it to be or to pay myself. Yeah. I live on the grace of God oh, and loans from my dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what is it the time factor then? Because also that's another thing, like, it's a 24-7 thing. So you don't necessarily, just for example, like, what if you have a day, a horrible day where you are on the side of the street, cold as weather, and you made zero dollars, zero pounds, nearly. And then you gotta go home and be romantic and sexy. That's not necessarily what you want to do. So could it be valid in that way that they either go through the most or don't have it time or it's, it's from just... person to person. Well, my person wouldn't complain. Like I separate that. I think I've grown enough great and understanding of mm-hmm. the market that I'm in that I'm so used to having no money. So the early stages, would you say that it it wasn't something that was so easy to balance? Well, the early stages, I had savings and I blew those savings. Mm -hmm. So before I came to Eswatini, I had saved up some money. So I was living better than I'm living now. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't start from the bottom now you're here no i suddenly <laughs> oh i've got money to go here to eat there because me i love life yeah i love nice things yeah so i'm there ah them nice things mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. that was me yeah i had money i had savings from working and saving up and that all got swallowed up by the distance <laughs> not by the time oh. my life okay you swallowed up yeah. okay at least you're taking ownership to that i'm gonna be honest and say that for me like for a very long time like the idea of if, if i so I am insanely attracted. Like I need somebody, even if it's a thing of you want to do 25 push-ups a day. I need you to be passionate about. I need you like treat those 25 push-ups as, as we treat you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm crazy to ambition. But there is something about a just a hassle head that it, to me is is terrifying. Why? Because there's a level of sustainability, there's a level of consistency that I need from the person that I'm with. That all that nervous energy is not good for my but mental I'm not, health. I'm not <laughs> understanding this. Like the thing with you've okay. ne- you really never had to like right now they would have three different phones that are ringing all the same I'm time and they're all promising money and none of them are bringing in I'm money. Probably intimidating. Like just a hassle like head. Like I've, I've never. I've seen hassle head. Okay, I haven't really dated much, and everybody that I've dated. Nine to five. Yes, they had, they were taking the bribes. 
<laughs> forget their dreams. But I will say that, like, every time, like, I'm talking to a guy or whoever, mm-hmm. and the first words out of their mouth is like, "Oh, I'm a hustler." I'm I've like, never been stressed, so I think for me, I will stop talking to you, and then they're like, "No, no, no, you use too much buy." So I've never, cause I'm just like, ah. even if I meet somebody and it's not on something, trying to like ask me out or anything it's just like maybe we're trying a friendship mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm already tired because there's just a the nervous energy and the anxiety just makes me really tired from husband. I'm, I've never You've been ever, you haven't experienced it like they would literally be here with three phones and all of them no. are ringing and they're trying it's always taking from peter to pay paul and paul to pay P, mm. peter and then martha is also waiting for money and i'm, is waiting I'm definitely like, not a hustler i would just yeah. say that i'm I'm very, in the way that I do things, I do them in a sustainable and a way that makes sense. So I would say like, I have go through different phases. So right now the phase I'm going through is growth. Yeah. So any money that I have is really invested into things I want to do. So I don't have money, but that's because I know where the money is going to. Yeah. And I know what it's being invested into and I know what that will do for me yeah. as a business owner or even as a creative and uh, yeah. yeah so for me it's there's still order there's still yeah. order there's not now i'm taking money from i definitely would appreciate that because i've literally and i've had horror stories from like people who've dated um i mean it's not only the guys that girls who are hustle, but it's usually the guys who like that hustle head mentality really needs somebody please to, explain what this hustle head you know it's like because i've never been like you know like <sighs> That it just never connects. So this person is somebody who they have um, they have again like a, a truckload of ideas, truckload of ideas, all the great things. But they want to do all of them at the same time, oh which no, is definitely impossible. Work. So, but they need to do all of them all the time, and their expectations. Uh, it's like they're constantly selling a dream. It's one thing when you are selling an idea and a business uh, and a long-term thing that you're running. So I will tell you something. There's a difference between a businessman yeah. and an entrepreneur. And then a hustle head. No, a businessman is somebody who's in a hustle head is a whole different. It's a businessman is even a hustler falls under that. They're there to do things that are for profit. If I'm selling cement because that's what's making money now, that's yeah, still but, has a level but of hustle. Most of the time, it doesn't make money. That's the problem. <laughs> Huh. They never they never stayed long in one thing long enough for it to make any sense. So now I'm grasping like, okay, my boyfriend is selling cement. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, um, Justice, my boyfriend is selling cement this what week. <laughs> okay, Justice. Now I can explain to people and be like, Justice sells cement. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to have conversations. Mm-hmm. But I'm grasping this and then I'm speaking to Justice on day three and Justice is now selling clothes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, Justice sells cement and clothes. And then next week, Justice is a party promoter. So I'm like, okay, Justice. <laughs> does cement um, <laughs> promotes parties and Please sells clothes and then you pop out the night days like okay. oh but he fixes phones and then he fixes cars and then it's a drag race and then all these things start happening at the same time and none of them are giving any kind of dividends it's hella stressful I wish y'all could see my face <laughs> like all I'm going to say is that you have to have a focal point of your energy i'm Thank not you. saying that i have a lot of ideas yeah. a lot of them but i have to ask myself what is my vision for my mm-hmm. life what do i see myself being known for what do i want to invest myself what is my goal which is when i said at the beginning that i came to eswatini to figure that out yeah i had to figure that out first before just going and getting a job because obviously when you're used to getting a salary you're not going to leave your 
your thirty thousand pounds a year salary yeah. to go and pursue It's harder your to go with that. Yeah. Transition. So it's better for you to figure yeah. out. Yeah, I just want to get a salary and then move on to the thirty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, you have to ask yourself, what am I passionate about? What is my why? And then you have to focus on that one thing. And one thing I've learned, and one thing I myself am learning, is that people are more successful when they get good at selling one product and being known for that. Consistency is mm-hmm. like if we know for TV, we know fashion, mm-hmm. uh, creativity. You know who to you won't to. find me fixing no damn car. So that's the thing. Like if if like when people start like it's three different things, then I get like wanting to try different things. You, you can't. Want, but like it's the thing is, you can have those ideas, but the thing is, do they fit into your bigger picture to where you see your life in a year not even a year six months a year five years ten years do they fit into that plan i mean ideas are lovely ideas are the Mm -hmm. currency of the future it's all amazing but ideas are just an indicator of maybe they are not really going maybe those ideas are things you could invest in later also i feel like how are you gonna know if you're good at anything if you don't give it the proper time and attention exactly you can't learn to fix just today those are people i find that they are visionless they don't really they haven't sat down because the vision is money they want to make money it goes back to what we were saying like if your driver is money, money like I've been doing a lot of research recently yeah. and um, about starting a small business and everything, like going back to my roots and really looking at things business-wise. And there's literally a girl I find who makes money from making scrunchies. She has a scrunchie company. Mm-hmm. She makes a lot of money. I found another one who makes money doing athletic wear, but yeah. she does like these really colorful athletic yeah. wear things. And she gives like talks as well about, like she'd be like, I made a hundred thousand dollars in three months yeah and that's all she does she's not now going to fix cars and be a car dealership and now she's over here having a restaurant you don't have enough energy and time to do all those things you need to focus on that one thing that one thing at least have a common thread like the list of a common thread so that's what people mean i think people misunderstand when people say i don't want to get a hustler people think they mean people who are just like working the things mm-hmm. i think people mean like people whose business is trying businesses i'm definitely not a hustler because i don't have no money and my aim is not money i have yeah. a lifestyle i want yes but um i'm building and that means i'm broke all the time so if you all think i have money yeah good, good but you. do you do you have a timeline of when you feel like it's gonna be like, and that's it. I'm banging yes. my head on the wall. If I'm, I'm, yes. if I haven't made this much by this age, I am. It's not even that. It's not really about that much. It's is this a sustainable business? And yeah. I don't. I'm not married, and I don't have children yet. But those are definitely things that are going to happen anytime soon. And I want to have a certain lifestyle. And what is that things. lifestyle? Louis Vuitton. Oh Lord. Chanel. Paris. <laughs> you wanna go to Paris? <laughs> that is me. We uh, we oui, oui. with nice wine and <laughs> Bora Bora. That is me. That's what I yeah. like. I like luxury. I like yeah. African luxury. I want to be able to support that. I want to be able to even maybe have a creative college and things yeah. like that. So what I'm doing right now, I have to look at it. Is it sustainable? And number one, the most important thing, does it fit into my vision for my life? So that's how I eliminate things. When you're like, okay, I'm not going to give energy to that because mm-hmm. it doesn't, doesn't fit into, fit into, into my picture. vision. My vision yeah. is this, that, that. 
I I'm think, not telling yeah. y'all. Yeah, I think for me, it's that has really helped in terms of I don't like doing things that are not not silly like, and nobody knows not silly better than even Joyce who gave birth to not silly. Then I'm not silly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she is. No, but it's the thing. Like, but you know, yeah. let's give it. Let me give an example. Me and Notile at one point have talked about starting a business together. Yes. But then we realized that is this something that fits into our bigger picture, and why? What is the yeah. why? And we're very honest mm-hmm. with and realizing just like, that nah. this is we are just overly complicating. Simple, actually, fa- two yeah. different businesses. Well, like even though this on paper looks amazing, mm-hmm. we would just be unnecessarily complicating a mm-hmm. beautiful friendship um, when we could just thrive by supporting each other in our different mm-hmm. So I think that's another thing. Like it's you, th- th- this hustle culture has now turned friendships and relationships where people feel like if I'm gonna date you, we gotta go out there together. And it's like you can just do your thing. And I do my own thing, and we both do it very well. Where we are not starving or eating noodles. <laughs> I <laughs> noodles. Hey, those but things are disgusting. I, I need to have indomie. That's what I was telling people. I was like, indomie is. I don't even know. It's overly hyped. It's overly Take hyped. Take it back. Like I just like noodles are trash. They're ass. Okay. Noodles are ass. <laughs> like it, it is. It, it is what it is. But like you can you can do it. Separate. I mean, if you, of course, have the same vision or you're into the same thing and you are able to separate your personal from your relationship at best. But honestly, when I get home, I just want to be held very gently and I don't want somebody to, to hold me for three <laughs> minutes and then say so. <laughs> About our stock, I would literally lose my mind. It does not work for me. <laughs> would you see yourself working in this business, in all the business that you do with the person that you're with or any person that you're yeah. I would say my person right now understands what I do. What do you know about fashion? He doesn't know about fashion, but he sees my drive. And I always, the things that I say I'm going to do, I always do. Thanks, babe, if you're Aww, listening. hey. <laughs> but yeah. he gets it because he's also doing his own thing. So my boyfriend is a freelancer as well. Yeah. But it's in something completely different. Yeah. And he's doing his thing. And I, I love it because it's so different from mine, but he doesn't have a hustler mentality. Yeah. It's more about building something sustainable. So we have a, we have... You can go to Paris. <laughs> we best. Go to Paris. <laughs> we best go to Paris. Okay, so it's great that you can see that happening with the person that you are with. Um, for me, I'm always attracted to people who are doing or interested in things that I know nothing about. Like someone yeah. who's, like someone who's into cars, because all I know about cars is they have four wheels and they go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Period. Like I can't tell you the difference between all these brands of cars. I just it's a car. Because you gonna take a somewhere. As long as not a scrap, because yeah. yeah. you can't tell. The only difference like, is like it's automatic or manual in the colors. <laughs> that's 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 as far as all I know goes. is that a white car is the oh, yeah. cheapest one. It's yeah, because they don't that's, have to add extra colors. Oh, that is, that is so, so weird because white bread is more expensive. Cool. Uh, that's literally all. Oh, and then there's an exhaust pipe. What does it do? It exhausts. I, I think it's when the car is exhausted, mm-hmm. then it can breathe through it. <laughs> I think, that one. <laughs> I think that's what it's for. So yeah, someone who's into cars, uh, someone who's into IT because I don't wanna, I don't wanna code. Um, someone who's into sports. I was mm-hmm. I, I was fired from all the sports games in high school. Um, I hate football. I I, I literally have no sportsmanship because there's no way I'm losing. I like fully. badminton. I'm really. Is good that at even it. considered a sport? Yeah, it is. It's really, I'm really good at it. I think they're using the term sport loosely these days. Ah, it's good. <laughs> I mean, actually, into any good badminton. Team. 
Oh, we're in Swaziland and dancing. <laughs> I want Okay, I, I dance to natural music with no provocation. But for me, it's like I want someone who's into things that I know, like farming. It's crazy because I, I like farming. I come from a farming family, but outside of livestock, like mm-hmm. crops, if you don't want to eat and you want to starve that, you should let me lose for you. Like the minute <laughs> I look at anything that was planted, it died. The only things that have survived me I'm are snake plants and like. <laughs> I'm scared of keeping livestock because then everything would be my pet like you yeah. ain't killing my pet like it's no, mine we're going yeah. in the house with all the flocks yeah in the house we live in yeah i always smuggle my my, my baby goats in the house in the yeah. cold and my mom almost gave me a thing like well i have no kids and everybody gets to bring their kids in here mm-hmm. why can't i bring my mm-hmm. you know this may be the only kids i'll ever have but like I want somebody who's interested in Exactly, I find that very interesting. Like, so I can learn something. I'm a sucker for learning. <laughs> me, it's not even learning, so I can listen to you talk. In the that life. So, <laughs> so, ooh, tell me how you turn a computer, babe. <laughs> how do you use a hoe? Oh, is, that, is that how you hold the spade? What is an exhaust pipe? Oh, that steering wheel is so huge. No. That's literally all I want to know. Girl. <laughs> That's literally all I'm looking for. You should get my girl meme. I have one. No. That's literally all I'm looking for. I understand that. Because for me, I'm into, obviously, fashion, sustainability development. My boyfriend is into maths, physics, which I suck at. So I'm always asking, so what you doing? Is it like, is it foreplay like one plus one? No. What's one plus one? It's more like he'll explain (laughs) and I'll be like, okay. But it's... You know when they explain and you're not listening? No, you don't understand. Yeah. And you just do the dumbest note. Huh? Okay. Okay. Do you want a sandwich? So what are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing this, that, 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 that. And you're like, okay. Cool. Sometimes I'm tempted to say that, like, explain this to me, like I'm no, five years don't. old. <laughs> Especially if it's math. <laughs> no, like, there's no way. Even if you explain mm-hmm. it to me like I was a baby, I'm not getting mm-hmm. it. We can try other things, but okay. So COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. What's a pandemic? What's a beast? Funnily enough. You're thriving? Are you one of those people COVID thriving? COVID was interesting for my business because I did better than I had done before COVID. How is that possible? People were online shopping. To go shopping. away. Exactly. <laughs> Which is what my mom said to me. So how's your business doing? More yeah. people are buying. Why? Because people the psychology of human beings so shopping has a psychology to yeah, it retail therapy mm-hmm. so most people were like i'm buying panic buying whatever but people were buying so yeah. the first three months of covid like when we were indoors and stuff yeah. i was selling people were paying for stuff that they wouldn't even get then because i couldn't deliver at the yeah. time it's but, just there's just the idea yeah, people of spending were buying. people yeah. were buying more and that's actually because of covid19 i was able to um open dollar spaces with my business partner yeah because we'd been talking about it but we never had time to but suddenly it. we had time and and how has dollar space been doing this pandemic it's been doing i think better than other businesses it could be doing better yeah but it really has been like um test in maneuvering because it's now six months old on the 12th of june will be six months old okay yeah but it's been such a learning curve for me like working with I've never had a partner a business partner okay, so yeah. that's been interesting yeah I, I would I would say that well, is that harder and more delaying because you gotta agree no. on something before you no move. actually it's not it's a good lesson in I'm learning from my partner things I yeah. didn't know and she's learning from me so we bring both our strengths and our weaknesses together and where she's weak I'm strong and where, yeah. she's, where I'm weak she's strong yeah. so it's more of a learning thing 
Do you think that it's easier to work with her because she's a woman? No. I'm pretty, I'm not the one guy. Guys what does usually, that mean? No, they usually rush to do my bidding because apparently you're intimidating and scary. Yeah. So, no, it's not hard working with men for me. I think it's also a thing of having lived in different cultures and understanding how to meet people as an equal. Like, so I'm never apologetic about who I am. And, what you have and to I will look you in the eye when it's business, it's business. Yeah. So I don't really, having lived in yeah. different, like three different Definitely negotiating cultures. on your knees is one, that's one phrase I like using. Like, I'm not negotiating on my knees. I'm no. not doing this on my knees. No, so with men, it's more like when you approach things as a business, I've yeah. never had a problem. But I do understand that, that is also coming from a point of view. Because I mean, it's, I, I'm, I'm always aware of the fact. But for me, it's like, it's a jarring thing because it comes out of nowhere. Because I'm always thinking we, we are advanced. So when I interact with men on some business or some work tip as an equal, and they are trying that, you can't be an equal because you were born with a vagina. I've never because they don't personally, know for sure. Personally, I've never experienced yeah. that. I've and been, it's like, I've worked since I was 15. Maybe that's a thing. I've had a job since I was 14, 15. But that's also because of the way and how I grew up. So I've worked in supermarkets with different people, different races. I've worked in high schools. I've worked in different things. I mean, it's not always as clear and cut dry as people may but think. I find like, it's it, not a man no. who's going to come up and be like, I am the man. The patriarchy says that I decide. This is Sometimes like it's like subliminal things and you kind of have to correct it all the time. Like, no. Well, speaking of that, I almost got raped with her job I had by a work colleague. Wait, like in this country? Yeah, in this mm. country. It was just How so did it jarring. get there? Girl, let's not get into that. It was just... But I told him, Negro, if you had raped me, <laughs> the whole of Swaziland would have known it because we yeah. are not those dying silence type women. Yeah, we would no, have gone, we would have fought. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's sexual harassment is still a, a thing, even like when it comes to the funding, like if a, a young woman has business and she's funding, um, she seems to be in a space of vulnerability where the people who are gatekeepers open feel like, well, do you want to do something to make happy so I can Yeah, I do. Make money. You know, like... Like, I, I, I guess that's where what they call like pretty politics all of those things come into and also your outlook on life so if that's something you're already aware of you'll be aware of it faster yeah so for me personally i can speak for me i've never experienced that i think men you have similar where we get a lot yeah. of people who say we find you intimidating i mean and for, and for me it's 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 a it's a thing of I'm always, I don't like looking at situations like that from an individual perspective mm-hmm. because I always feel like if there's a woman somewhere who's being asked to do for sexual favors or whatever to get funding, I may not know her. But for me, that is my problem. And I genuinely, like, that's the thing is sometimes you genuinely don't know that people in this day and age do that. Oh, they do. Yeah. They do. It may sound ignorant, but yeah. if that's never been you and also the sector you work in yeah. does matter. So, I mean, the creative sector, which is really a new sector. They're not funding you. So, but there are gigs to get. And there are certain collaborations to get. And I know that there are women who've who've had to kind of swallow a a comment or or an action that was done. And they were like, hmm, that was very inappropriate. Let me just get this gift done Mm. so I can get home and then just make sure I never do that. Mm -hmm. Because we still, unfortunately, are in the space of having to decide whether you are going to save your dignity, your integrity and your safety, or you're going to make money 
because we are drowning in unemployment here. Mm-hmm. And at some point, it's like, well, the culture of the country is I gotta do something a little funny to make some money. And I hate that to have to be the mindset. And I think it's only perpetuated because sometimes you get into a corner as a woman and you feel like I'm going. The minute you swallow that comment, know that you're empowering that person to go and do something else that is more because now they're emboldened. Mm-hmm. It's like I've violated 10 people, none of them have said a thing. I'm still in this position mm-hmm. and I still have access to young people because I'm the one who can only give funds from this enterprise or mm-hmm. give funds from this organization. So, okay, you will never, you will ne- they will never run out of young women who are mm-hmm. vulnerable in this country, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah, that is true. So, if that's your dad. Please speak to your fathers and your brothers, guys. Please speak to your pastors. Please beat them. I don't like with to, the I don't, I don't like ah. to condone violence yeah, on this me, podcast. I condone it. <laughs> I condone it all. So clearly your business has been thriving, COVID. Mm-hmm. Is that still the case now that we are opening and closing, closing and shutting you, down? Let me, business is about finding new ways to make it work. Well, how have you adapted as beverage? Um, just, I don't even know how to describe it, but <laughs> you respond to your market. So yeah. I know who my customer is. And I know what they want. So I fashion my stuff in the way that my customer responds with. So Mavericks is available at Dala and on, and we have an online shop. Well, those two customers are very different. Yeah. And even within the online space, I maybe have three different types of customers. So I offer one-on-one styling for my online customers. You can come to our store, which is basically my dad's garage. But don't judge me. <laughs> But I mean, didn't, what is that? Is that Amazon that was started in a garage? Mm-hmm. So, like, I tend to offer more and I do a lot of styling and stuff. Then for Dala, it's more like very curated, more high end, more expensive. Yes, it would be more expensive. Like, you'll find your designer piece here and there. And it's very much more thought out. And we do a lot more professional lookbooks for yeah. it and whatnot. So it's just understanding who your customer is and what their needs are. And in this time, what do they need? Yeah, Yeah. what do they need? What what is it they want? And speaking to them. So I had a WhatsApp group where I would, well, I've abolished it now, but I had it before where I would post everything first there. So I have customers who liked that. First look. First look, mm. yeah. They would get an opportunity before everyone else on yeah. Instagram see what we had. And now, because I've abolished that, because people kept leaving the group, so it was oh, a bit okay. demoralizing. Is it because, like, I think nobody likes WhatsApp just Yeah, because, there. yeah, constant, because I, I would post once a week and I'd yeah. like, have 10 goals, so maybe that were irritating. The people were like, okay, we've, we've heard it now. 20, yeah. yeah. So now I just use my WhatsApp because WhatsApp is where I, I have a lot of my interactions yes. with customers. Um, and then it's just a matter of knowing your customer and their needs speak to them they usually will speak back yeah. they are those people you know who always come back they love what you do and being available the way they need you to is a is yeah. a, an important thing so how do you feel about only fans as entrepreneurship you cannot do that don't do me like that i'm doing you are you serious only fans girl do what you need to do girl or guy do what Okay. Do what you are coming. But are you aware of what OnlyFans is now? Yes, girl. Okay. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, what? It's not OnlyFans for all yes. sorts of things. Yeah. Like now, because of the way YouTube algorithms Okay, specifically are, putting the sexual, my titties on. It's on your fans. titties. Like, you're going to do what you're comfortable with as long as you can live with that. Because I'm not here to tell you what to do with your body. Yep. That's on you. Do what what you must, but be ready for the consequences. Because unfortunately, this is what I've always, this is a conversation I've always had with my girlfriends. We can love to be free and um, have 
various partners but the thing is at the end of the day where do you live and how will that affect the quality of your life yeah unfortunately you live like we're in Eswatini right now there's a certain expectation so and you don't live outside of that expectation so you should be able to weigh the, the pros and cons of that just be aware I would hate for someone to do something that they haven't thought through and then they have regrets and they can't take it back so be absolutely sure when you do that because if it's not a decision you can see yourself living with then it will be very unhappy for you and if it's something that follows you negatively because for some people they really like this is my body i'm free to do what i want go you do you but for some people it's i will hate this and it's not i didn't want to do that that's not what i wanted yeah then don't do it yeah for me it's it's you know it's I feel like the whole conversation of like it's your body and your right mm. is getting a bit redundant at this point because I feel like we constantly have to stress out that really truly people have the right to do whatever they but want. But people to do. won't take it as that. Um, unfortunately, yes. like in different societies. But you can only yeah. control what you do, and if mm. what you're doing is what makes you happy and makes sense for you, mm-hmm. because the truth to the matter is, as much as you can have twenty thousand people feeling like your titties shouldn't be your OnlyFans, you're gonna have thirty thousand people who are willing to pay for your titties and OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. People have various. Yeah. Like, see, exactly. Boom. Boom. So, boom. Like, literally, people are always talking about, like, all this sex work and it's like you have 40 videos from X club what is it X videos Pornhub whatever else hub is out there so if all the women and all the men in the sex industry ceased to do any work what would happen to you because you are you are definitely the one person they are supplying to so that's it's like well, please what don't we, get me started what are we doing now so for me it's, it's from that point of view of like you know what it's we need another podcast for this <laughs> You don't need you don't need to put your junk on OnlyFans. Uh, you don't even need to go on OnlyFans because OnlyFans you don't wake up in the morning and people slip you with a catalog of OnlyFans. You go seeking for things of that. Even mm-hmm. though I must say, uh, Twitter is wilding right now because sometimes you go on there and it's like retweet of like OnlyFans things, <laughs> and you're like, what is happening? Like, what? Who are these all? Because what's people, your Twitter like? No, because people aggressively. Okay, so I follow a page called Nudity. I don't know if you follow it. Mm-hmm. It's basically just like artistic pictures of nude people. It has like pier- nipple piercings and stuff of that nature. It's women only though. I would never follow a group where I'd rather watch paint dry. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately it is Okay, not unfortunately, but it is a part of like artistic sexual thing on the fence. Because people, re- these girls and guys are putting in a lot of work to mm-hmm. these videos. Like, even the five seconds that you see on the timeline, you're like, this person, re- this is a production base. Like, it is a pro, and if you have titties, you know titties hardly ever behave. Mm-hmm. Like, one will go left and one will go like, right. <laughs> and like, it's a, it's a whole entire enterprise. And I'm like, I... For me, what I wanted to ask is just the assertion that it's easy work. There is no way. There's nothing easy about there work. There is no way only things is easy work. No. There's the lighting, the, the angle, is, the, there's no way. The problem with that is that people feel, certain people feel you shouldn't do certain things to get money. Yeah. And you use your fake-ass morality, I call it, yep. to police other people. It's not... It's not your business. Morals are personal if things. If you don't want to look there, don't, don't look go there. there. Exactly. And from, if you see it, block it. You exactly. curate your experience. Exactly. It's like for me, I'm like, okay, like it, it, it'll be like me following this nudity page and then I go on the timeline and there's like areolas in my face and I'm like, what's happening? I follow the page. So of course I'm getting that kind of stuff like sent my way. It's fine. Like for me, it's it's just the assertion that it's easy work. I feel like anything that involves, um, especially women, 
not having to beg, not having to grovel, uh, being in the control of their sexual being, which is something that we have been taught the men be in control of. Whatever man, whichever man, it doesn't have to be your man. Any man gets to decide your sexuality as a woman just by looking at you and feeling like oh that skirt is too sexual or that or they get to have an opinion about your sexuality but you can't own it before i say something yeah Mm -hmm. for mama that's what i'm (laughs) so it's like i think the idea of like there's a space where women are getting are choosing to be on there are making money off of Mm -hmm. um because i was watching this debate where these guys are really trying to berate i honestly don't know how these girls do it where they go to the shows and they allow stop going on camera he is the worst stop it he is the worst he will call you fat i like he is literally the worst like for someone who hates women he should make sure that he always has a comment or go on with a guest that a woman it's like if you hate women this much there are many men in this Mm -hmm. world just go there like you Mm -hmm. don't have to keep doing this but for me it's like how they just literally sit there and let this for ashy men and i'm not saying this to like i'm not saying this as like slender like they literally had not seen lotion or cream (laughs) or body oil (laughs) since rosa parks went on that bus and told them white people Uh nah I am sitting at the back, massa. And these men are the ones who are dictating, like, oh, have you saved up your money from OnlyFans? Have you invested your money from OnlyFans? And it's like, well, where's your money for being ashy? Ashy? Have you invested in... Like, I was just like, why? Who are these men? And why do they have to explain themselves? This not getting... These people are just irritating. Yeah, ignore them or which PhD degree or even non-degree do you have? Please, just mind your own. Mind the business that pays you. Literally. Like, literally. So what would be your advice to anybody who's looking into starting a business specifically? Fashion, creative, creative industry, um, in Southland and in the continent. You should buy my ebook, which I'm working on, number one. (laughs) Plug. But, yeah, I'm working on one because people ask for it. Okay. But all I'll say is that... So, TV, these are the segments of the show. Mm-hmm. The first one is a new one that I'm trying to make sure that I do mm-hmm. this um, this season. And that is to ask you, how are you? Really and truly. In all facets. Yes. Um, I'm dealing with some things personally, but I think I've got to the point now where I know what I want and what I'm leaving behind. And I'm realizing that hard work time yeah. to produce results. Results... You sow, you sow a lot, but you get a lot more, like the multi, the multiple, multiple effects mm-hmm. of that. If you were to choose one word that would describe your state of mind right mm-hmm. now, what would it be? Resilient. That's good. That's mm-hmm. yeah. That's good. It's, that's actually funny because that's um that's the theme for the organization that I'm working on that was picked. It seemed like resilience is really truly what everybody else is trying mm-hmm. to find. Okay, so is there anybody? that you want to give a shout out to a special message to group of people or one singular person okay i want to give a special shout out to one of my closest and dearest friends who i've known since like from one okay lando lamini okay. i want to give her a shout out hey lando she's like the sweetest person and such a cheerleader mm-hmm. and i just want her to i want to let her know that she should keep going and keep doing her no matter what yeah yeah 
and my sister a girl doesn't have to be one person you only get one person sister burning yeah. it's a burning house you pick lando you okay i pick lando now forget your sister sister's yeah. in the burning <laughs> she's now chuckled <laughs> i thought you were gonna give a shout out to your boyfriend shame how poor guy no i give him shout out every all day. the time okay let me give him one now shout out <laughs> okay so i'm gonna i do my i have to answer the segments as well mm-hmm. so you're not on your own so the first one is how am i okay so this week i would say that um I am surprisingly calm. Mm-hmm. And that's not a very naughty thing. <laughs> to be like anxiety and worry. And I'm not saying I'm anxiety free, child. Mm-hmm. That's a dream. But for some reason, um, I am stressed and, and anxious about a couple of, couple of things. But I'm doing well in terms of being like, wow, stressing myself to death isn't gonna solve anything <laughs> i can only do the best that i can so i would say i am doing pretty well um shout out oh pressure okay i'll give my this is pretty easy i'll give my shout out to um oh no it's not it's gotta pick one of these people damn it but i want to give a shout out to, i'm gonna pick loma uh, and i'm giving her a shout out because uh she's really been great in ensuring that um by being my accountability partner uh, in terms of being more understanding and patient certain situations and people and just um knowing that it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to be open it's okay to say i have feelings i'm so scared of that it's okay to say i have feelings for this and i have feelings for that negative good indifferent it doesn't matter but there's power in owning up that this is how i feel so shout out to you girl shout out thank you so much for like um pushing me in that regard of life i can't i can't give the shout out to the other person so i gotta pick one <laughs> i gotta pick one and my advice from like um a business entrepreneurship doing hustle thing would be the worst reason you could possibly do something is because you saw somebody else do it and you thought it was easy that is a terrible terrible reason if you see someone do something you feel like you're interested as well have a conversation with them a couple of conversations um learn and then make a, a calculated informed decision but don't just look on the surface and say because um tv is is oh because tv is eating breakfast at mug and bean that means thrifting is the it now i, I just gotta go that, i just <laughs> i just gotta go to bend and pick and pick whatever rataras i can find mm-hmm. and post them on instagram without even ironing them and that's the move without ironing them, that is that is so traumatizing things people please oh. please steam them invest esteem as like 200 and something I, i'm just honest like why did you think this was okay to do why do you think this is okay to do but besides that um young people let's let's do it let's whatever you do do it well mm-hmm. if it's a nine to five do it well if it's a hobby do it well if it's farming do it just do it well if it's relationships do it well mm-hmm. don't don't do bullshit and then put bullshit out in the world mm-hmm. those bullshit that comes back all right thank you guys for listening this has been the according to nona podcast and thank you so much to my guests for coming for having me uh i'll see you guys well not really gonna see y'all but you can listen next time uh next week when we tackle a different topic thank you bye bye i was just